Hello everyone, I'm Chris Rouse, and I would like to welcome you to this podcast. We have made it to Holy Week, a kind of Lenten bridge into the moments of Christ's passion. Holy Week leads us to the most profound message of Lent, the cross. It's important that in this Holy Week, we do not try to rush ahead into our liturgical future. Time may feel like it slows down in this week, as it should. Holy Week is a liturgical invitation to allow the Spirit to do its deep work in our lives. I have subtitled uh, this episode today an episode of Tenebrae. Tenebrae is a Latin word that literally means darkness. Many individuals participate in services of Tenebrae during Holy Week to experience the darkness that Christ faces in these moments of betrayal and crucifixion. Also, Monday Thursday services and Good Friday services uh, may be a, a common tradition for many. It's also worth noting that the word Monday itself additionally comes from a Latin word, mandated, mandatum, excuse me, which means commandment, reflecting on Jesus' words at the last meal with his disciples, and foot washing. A new commandment I give you, love one another. This time of Holy Week, it is entering into the, the highest uh, moments of liturgical time. And so we should certainly be reflective and deliberate in how we go through them. Today we will finish our journey through T.S. Eliot's poem, Ash Wednesday, and journey together into the shadows of our lives, searching for the spirit in the darkness. This is Pneumaturgical. Join me in an opening prayer. Merciful and ever-living God, creator of heaven and earth, the crucified body of your Son was laid in the tomb and rested. Grant that we may await with him the dawning of the third day and rise in newness of life, even now in spirit and word, through Jesus Christ our Redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today is Psalm 102. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I am in distress. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. 
for my days vanish like smoke. My bones burn like glowing embers. My heart is blighted and withered like grass. I forget to eat my food. Because of my loud groaning, I am reduced to skin and bones. I am like a desert owl, like an owl among the ruins. I lie awake. I have become like a bird alone on a roof. All day long my enemies taunt me. Those who rail against me use my name as a curse. For I eat ashes as my food and mingle my drink with tears. Because of your great wrath, for you have taken me up and thrown me aside. My days are like the evening shadow. I wither away like grass. But you, O Lord, sit enthroned forever. Your renown endures through all generations. You will arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come. For her stones are dear to your servants. Her very dust moves them to pity. The nations will fear the name of the Lord. All the kings of the earth will revere your glory. For the Lord will rebuild Zion and appear in his glory. He will respond to the prayer of the destitute. He will not despise their plea. Let this be written for a future generation that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. The Lord looked down from his sanctuary on high. From heaven he viewed the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners and release those condemned to death. So the name of the Lord will be declared in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem when the peoples and the kingdoms assemble to worship the Lord. In the course of my life, he broke my strength. He cut short my days. So I said, do not take me away, O my God, in the midst of my days. Your years go on through all generations. In the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like clothing, you will change them, and they will be discarded, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. The children of your servants will live in your presence their descendants will be established before you. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of God, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, given through the inspiration of the Spirit to build up the people of God. Amen. We come today as well to the sixth and final section of T.S. Eliot's poem, Ash Wednesday. Again, you may have been following uh, along with your own copy that is available at pneumaturgical.com. So let's bring these words of T.S. Eliot today to a conclusion. Although I do not hope to turn again, although I do not hope, Although I do not hope to turn, wavering between the prophet and the loss, 
in this brief transit where the dreams cross, the dream-crossed twilight between birth and dying, bless me, Father, though I do not wish to wish these things from the wide window towards the granite shore, the white sails still fly seaward, seaward flying, unbroken wings. And the lost heart stiffens and rejoices, and the lost lilac and the lost sea voices, and the weak spirit quickens to rebel for the bent goldenrod and the lost sea smell, quickens to recover the cry of quail and the whirling plover and the blind eye creates the empty forms between the ivory gates and the smell renews the salt savor of the sandy earth. This is the time of tension between dying and birth, the place of solitude where three dreams cross between blue rocks, but when the voice is shaken from the yew tree drift away. Let the other you be shaken and reply. Blessed sister, holy mother, spirit of the fountain, spirit of the garden, suffer us not to mock ourselves with falsehood. Teach us to care and not to care. Teach us to sit still, even among these rocks, our peace in his will. And even among these rocks, sister, mother, And spirit of the river, spirit of the sea, suffer me not to be separated. And let my cry come unto thee. So here we are, the final days of Lent, moving into Holy Week, which as I mentioned earlier in liturgical time, is kind of moving towards its highest point as it leads towards the crucifixion and beyond into Easter. And Holy Week, it's full of the drama, the complicated relationships, the questions, the doubts, the regrets, the hopes, the fears that are all a part of faith. As I mentioned, we are here as well in the sixth and final section of T.S. Eliot's poem, Ash Wednesday, that we have been journeying through for the entire Lenten season. The poem Ash Wednesday is said to bear testimony to Eliot's conversion experience of faith. T.S. Eliot begins this last section by coming kind of full circle, back to the theme where we started several weeks ago of turning. That phrase, I do not hope to turn again. And the entire Lenten season is a reminder of that. The turning that we must do in repentance. And the hope that we will not turn again back to our former lives. Now, I want to jump from these opening lines of this section to the very last line of the poem and then kind of work back from there. Eliot ends this entire poem with the words, And let my cry come unto thee. Many people believe Eliot to be echoing words from Psalm 102 here, 
which is one of the seven psalms of repentance or penitence that are often used in the season of Lent. In Psalm 102, we encountered these words earlier of an afflicted individual that says, My days are like the evening shadow. I wither away like grass. The writer of Psalm 102 imagines that his or her life is perhaps like the falling darkness stretching out to cover all. Life is literally drying up like blades of grass lying on rocky ground. Psalm 102 is perhaps a prayer of tenebrae, of darkness. T.S. Eliot picks up this same kind of image, perhaps weaving it in from Psalm 102 when he speaks about the dream-crossed twilight between birth and dying. Twilight is an in-between time. It's interesting as I was reading a little bit about the the period of twilight that happens uh, each day, there are various degrees of twilight. As darkness is stretching out towards the horizon, yet the light is not fully extinguished yet. And perhaps in that moment we are caught between birth and dying, dying and birth. Holy Week catches us in that place. Holy Week is the twilight of redemption. And there is something earthy, something vivid about the way T.S. Eliot paints this picture of falling darkness of tenebrae. There is some nautical kind of language used of white cells, the sea, the smell of sea and sand and rocks. Some literary, literary critics have wondered whether Eliot is pulling back imagery from his childhood, uh, from growing up and living on the coast of Massachusetts. Certainly the imagery is congruent with experience, and it very much resonates with me because I was raised close to the ocean and have memories of the smell of the sea and sand and the warm sun and then the darkness falling and the breeze coming off of the ocean. And through the work of the Spirit, my imagination has also wandered towards the lives of those first disciples of Jesus. They too lived and worked in boats on the shore against the rocks and sand. Perhaps they sat on the shore after all was said and done, watching the twilight wondering whether they were mistaken, trying to understand just who Jesus was and now who they were also. So imagine, if you will, with me for a few moments. Let the Spirit work in you. Imagine sitting on the shore, putting your toes in the sand of life, watching the twilight on the horizon, thinking about the tides that will wash away what has been and uncertain of what the morning will bring. Imagine experiencing the chill of falling darkness and in that moment, walk with me to the edge of the water. Place all of the things in your life that need to be released 
into a small wooden boat that's there, pull up its sails, and just push it off. Let the tides get a pull on it. Let the wind catch the sail. And as the darkness spreads towards the horizon, watch it drift away and then turn. Turn towards the place of solitude away from the shore to the garden where deepest prayer must happen. As T.S. Eliot says, we are in the time of tension between dying and birth. There is wavering and renewal. Voices shake from between the garden yew trees, betrayal and soldiers. Even among the rock over the tomb, where dreams of denial and grief cross, let us find peace. Lord, let our cries come unto thee. Will you join with me in prayer? Eternal God, Father, Son, Spirit, creator of light and sustainer in darkness, let our cries come before you now. Jesus, you have walked the path where darkness falls In the garden shadows, you experienced betrayal. And in the harsh light of day, you experienced humiliation. Lord, we are lost many times on the shore, carrying the mistaken regrets and harmful choices of our sinful self, things that need to be released into the waves of grace that mingle with the blood of your love for us. Holy Spirit, in the twilight of redemption, we come again to release in repentance, to turn into the solitude of garden prayer, tense and agonizing. Spirit, work in us to submit our wills to ever turn away from the darkness, falling on our former self, a place of anxious shadow, to turn towards the garden of prayer where the Spirit's voice invites us to wonder that the stone may yet again turn. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Spirit. Amen. Friends, may the Spirit guide you into the falling shadows of this holy week, that at the point of horizon you may yet again find the rising sun.